Sukkah, Perek, He, Mishnah, Vav. The Karnim were divided into 24 Mishmarot, which are groups, each of which served in the Beth Mikdash one week at a time. During its week, a Mishmar had the exclusive right to bring all the Korbanot, and they could prevent any other Kohen from participating in the service. On the festivals, however, all the 24 Mishmarot had equal rights in the offerings that were brought specifically because of that festival, such as the Musaf offering. The Mishnah explains how the Musaf offering of Sukkot were divided among the Mishmarot. On the first day of Sukkot, the Musaf offering consisted of four types of animals, bulls, rams, goats and lambs. The number of rams, goats and lambs remained the same on every day throughout Sukkot. Two rams, one goat, 14 lambs. But the number of bulls was reduced by one each day. There were 13 bulls on the first day, 12 on the second day, 11 on the third and so on until the seventh day when only seven bulls were offered. On most days of the festival the total number of animals exceeded the number of mishmarot, in which case some of the mishmarot that offered a lamb were entitled to offer a second lamb. However, a mishmar that offered a bull, ram or goat was not allowed a second animal of any type. As the festival progressed and the number of bulls decreased, fewer mishmarots offered bulls and more of them offered lambs. And as the number of mishmarots that offered lambs increased, the number that offered two lambs decreased. So we can see that there's a bit of a balancing act here. Yom Tov HaRishon Shachag on the first day of Chag, of Sukkot, Hayusham Shlosha Asaparim Ve'elim Shnaim Vesair Echad. There were 13 bulls, two rams, and one goat for the Musaf offering. This is a total of 16 animals, one for each of the 16 mish, of one for each of 16 mishmarot. So 16 mishmarot are taken care of. Nishtayrusham Arba'a Asak Vasim Nishmana Mishmarot. 14 lambs were left over for for the other eight mishmarot. Beyomarishon. Therefore, on the first day, six Mishmarot offered two lambs each, which were 12 lambs, and the other two Mishmarots offered one lamb each, two lambs. Okay, so that's covered each Mishmar bringing animals. Now, on the second day, the number of bulls were 12. Thus, only 12 Mishmarot offered bulls. Another three brought the two rams and one goat. This left nine to offer the 14 lambs. So on the second day, five of the nine remaining Mishmarot offered two lambs each, ten lambs, and the other four offered one lamb each, four lambs. So now on the third day, the number of bulls were 11. So 11 Mishmarot offered bulls, another three brought the two rams and one goat. So this left ten to offer the 14 lambs. On the third day, four of the ten remaining Mishmarot offered two lambs each, which, which, which is a total of eight lambs, and the other six offered one lamb, one lamb each, six lambs. And on the fourth day, the number of bulls was ten. The ten Mishmarots offered bulls. Three brought two rams, one goat. This left eleven to offer fourteen lambs. On the fourth day, three of the remaining eleven Mishmarots offered two lambs each, which is six lambs, and the other eight offered one lamb each, which is eight lambs. On the fifth day, the number of bulls was nine. Thus, nine Mishmarot offered bulls. Another three brought two, the two rams and one goat. This left twelve to offer the fourteen lambs. On the fifth day, two of the remaining 12 Mishmarot offered two lambs each, four lambs, and the other 10 offered one lamb each, which is 10 lambs. On the sixth day, the number of bulls was eight. Thus, eight Mishmarot offered bulls. Another three brought the two rams and one goat. This left 13 to offer the 14 lambs. On the sixth day, one of the remaining Mishmarot offered two lambs. 
and the other 12 offered one lamb each, which is 12 lambs. On the seventh day, the number of bulls was seven. Thus, seven Mishmarot offered bulls. Another three brought the two rams and one goat. So this left 14 to offer the 14 lambs. Bashvi'i Kulan Shavin. On the seventh day, all the remaining Mishmarot were equal. That is, each of the remaining 14 Mishmarot offered one lamb each. No Mishmarot offered two. On Shmini Atzeret, the Musaf offering was entirely different. It consisted of only 10 animals. One bull, one ram, one goat, seven lambs. This is fewer than the number of Mishmarot. On the eighth day, which is Shemin Atzeret, they went back to the method of casting lots to determine which Mishmar offered an animal, as they did on the other festivals, which is Pesach and Shavuot, which is how they would determine which 11 of the 24 Mishmar would offer them. And this was what, what we learnt in Yoma. Perek Bet Mishnah Aleph. The Mishnah sets a rule about dividing the bulls of the Musaf offering on Sukkot's Amru. The Karanim agreed amongst themselves and they said, parim hayom Any Mishnah that offered one of the bulls today shall not offer bull tomorrow. Ela Instead, we take turns in rotation. Those who had already offered bulls had to wait until all the other Mishnah had offered bulls and then the sequence began again. Mishnah Zan, having discussed the right of the Mishmarot to perform the sacrificial services of offerings brought on Sukkot, the Mishnah discusses their right to receive portions of the offerings brought on Sukkot as well as the offerings of Pesach Shavuot. Three times a year, Pesach Shavuot Sukkot, all the 24 Mishmarot were equally entitled to receive portions of the offerings that the Torah says must be brought on the festivals. And when the festival fell on Shabbat, they were equally entitled to portions of the Lechem HaPanim, which was distributed every Shabbat. So every Shabbat, 12 specially shaped loaves of bread were put on the table, the Shulchan in the Bet HaMikdash. They remained there until the next Shabbat, when they were removed and replaced with the next 12 loaves. After being removed, the loaves were divided between two Mishmarot, so the incoming Mishmar and the outgoing one. However, on Shabbat of a festival, they were divided equally amongst all the 24 Mishmarot. The general rule is that only the offerings related to the festival were divided among the 24 Mishmarot, while the other offerings were divided among the Mishmar or the two Mishmarot, scheduled to serve in the Bet HaMikdash that week, as we're going to see as the Mishnah continues. Nevertheless, the Gemara derives from verses in the Torah that the Lechem HaPanim is an exception to this rule. Though the Lechem HaPanim was not related to the festival, it was eaten every Shabbat, it was divided on the Shabbat of a festival amongst all the Mishmarot, just like the festival offerings. On Shavuot, an offering of bread called the Shtei Lechem, literally the two loaves were brought. Therefore, when Shavuot fell on Shabbat, the Karnim received two portions of bread, one from the Shtei Lechem because it was Shavuot, and one from the Lechem Apalim because it was Shabbat. But asserts Omrim Law on Shavuot that fell on Shabbat when they gave each Karn the share of the Lechem Apalim, which was Matzah, they said to this person, said this Kohen, Helach Matzah, here is Matzah for you, and when they gave him a share of the Shtei Lechem, which was Chametz, they said to him, Helach Chametz, here is Chametz for you. This was the way of telling each Kohen that we're giving him his portion of both offerings and not two portions of the same offering. When the Lechem HaPalim and the Shtei Lechem were distributed, if a Kohen would take two shares of one offering instead of a single share of each, he would be giving away his portion of one in exchange for a second portion of the other. This is a problem, this is prohibited because the Torah says a Kohen, not may, ex- a kohen may not exchange his portion of one offering for another Kohen's portion in a different offering. In case a Kohen might be worried that he was unknowingly participating in such an exchange, they told each Kohen that he was receiving only his rightful portion of the Shtei Lechem and his rightful portion of the Lechem Apalim and not two portions of the same item. Now the 24 Mishmarat had equal rights in the offerings that were brought because of the festival. Offerings that would have been brought in any of such as the daily tamid, were offered and eaten only by the mishmah scheduled to serve that week. The mishmah scheduled to serve that week offered the daily tamid offerings, the vow offerings, the voluntary offerings that people chose to bring that week and 
other public offerings that were not related to the festivals. Okay, these could include a parhe aram davashel sibor, a bull for the mistaken transgression of the community, which is when the Sanhedrin mistakenly rules that an act punishable by cataracts is permitted, and most of the people relying on the court's decision committed that act. A bull is brought as a chatat, the heat of idol worship. If you know, if the act someone did was idol worship, they bring this karban. Okay, um, another public offering is that's brought on a festival, but unrelated to the festival is the Musaf of Shabbat. So these Karbanats, this would be an, an entitlement to the Mishmarat, or the Mishmar that was scheduled for that Shabbat and that and them alone. Or Makriv et Hakot. And it offered all the other offerings that were not related to the festivals. Now this is referring to the, um, or including the Kites, uh, the Ketz HaMizbech, the dessert for the Mizbech. So w- when no offerings were brought, were being burnt on the Mizbech, the, these Allah offerings were purchased with public money and burnt there so that the altar would not be inactive. So again, that's the responsibility of the Mishmah who is scheduled for that Shabbat. The Mishnah returns to discuss the distribution of Lechem Apanim. It was taught above that when Shavuot or other festival fell on Shabbat, all the Mishmarot shared the Lechem Apanim equally. Here, the Mishnah extends this law to a Shabbat that came out immediately before or after a festival. Yom Tov HaSamuch LaShabbat Bemilfaneha Ben Acharet. So let's see how a Yom Tov that fell next to Shabbat, either before, so it's a Friday, or after, which is a Sunday. That is, the festival ended on a fr- Friday or started on a Sunday. Hayu kol ha-mishmarot shavot b'chiluk lecham ha-panim. All the mishmarot were equally entitled to portions of the lecham ha-panim of that Shabbat, even though Shabbat was not part of that festival. So if a festival began on Sunday, all the Karanim who wanted to be in the Bethlehem Dash for the festival arrived in Yerushalayim before Shabbat because they could not travel on Shabbat. For the same reason, if a festival ended on Friday, they stayed until Shabbat was over. In either case, the rabbis established that all, all the Karanim in the Bethlehem Dash share the Lechem Apanim equally just as they do on a Shabbat that falls during, the, during a festival. Have a great day.